welcome to the Find Your Path podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and defining your own unique path at work and in your career. I'm your host, career and leadership coach, Michelle Yu, and I'm here to show you what's possible in the realm of your career, which starts by unlocking the power of your mind. Life is way too short to be following someone else's path, and you should work on the things that you enjoy. Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Find Your Path podcast. Welcome back to episode 10. I'm excited to hit double digits here on my podcast. Really didn't think that this would happen this quickly, but it's been so much fun with each episode that I've been recording. And I have another fun one for you guys today about the hustle culture and the complexity of the immigrant hustle culture. So want to dive deep into that today because I was thinking about why everyone is burning out right now. I, I've been following the trends, not just speaking with my clients, but seeing what the pulse on the ground is at other organizations and on LinkedIn. And there just tends to be right now a common theme of burnout, workplace burnout. Surprisingly, I've had how many clients put in their notice? I've had at least three clients quit their jobs over the last two months just because the pace of which they've been working has been a lot and um, they decided it was best if they took a break and resigned without having anything lined up. So combined with some of those conversations of speaking to people who are on the brink of resigning because they are so burnt out and because there's just so much going on, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into hustle culture. Because if you had listened to my previous podcast, I kind of touched about burnout and what it is and what it's like, but I didn't really talk about what's underneath it and what actually drives this feeling and this need to being super productive and burnt out all the time. So there is a hustle culture that is getting more increasing visibility on and if you identify with being a first or second generation of a marginalized or immigrant group, there's also overlaying that the immigrant hustle. And the combination of those two factors can lead you or lead individuals to feeling super tired and super burnt out. And I want to go deep into that and also share what do you actually do about it if you are identifying that you're feeling some of these challenges because of the byproduct of hustle culture. Okay, so first, let's label what hustle culture actually is and where it is derived from. Somewhere in the history of the world, there was a shift to new technologies and industrialization and trying to make things faster and more efficient. Uh, last last year in 2020, when I was staying at home during quarantine, I picked up this one book called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. If you guys haven't read it yet, I highly recommend it. The book is from Yuval Noah Harari, and he, I believe, is an anthropologist professor, and he takes everybody through a timeline of 
how we came to be who we are and the evolved species that we are and how industrialization has really changed the way that we operate. So it's super fascinating because, you know, now what we see, we're individuals in the 21st century constantly relying on our emails, relying on technology, relying on a need to be interconnected all the time. And from this book that he, this book was just so fascinating to me because he talked about how the moment there was a device created to understanding or to being able to cultivate like rice and grain that the humans all started to want to create rice and grain a lot faster and um, become more efficient with that process. And by way of doing that, it allowed them to spend time in other ways and make more money. And there's just this common thread of not just industrialization, but like capitalism and earning more money and trading in time for more money and reliance on more technologies to make our lives more efficient so that we can be spending more time and money, making more money. All of that stuff is all very, very interconnected. And I think when I read that book, it just opened my eyes to seeing like, how the heck did we get to how we are now? Like, why are we all so stressed out? Why are we all so dependent on technology, on trying to make more money, trying to work and slave away? And it's just this idea that goes back to, like, trying to be more efficient, making money so that we can, I don't know, spend it in other things. Anyway, I highly recommend that book. Again, it's called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Really, really good book, well written, and it'll make you think a lot. It actually might give you a mini existential crisis, but it'll definitely open your eyes and make you think a lot. So starting from that idea of the rice and the grain and having the machinery to do it faster and make more, and it's just starting this whole process of industrialization, right, to where we are nowadays. Fast, fast forward to technology. And I've spent majority of my career working in one of the fast, fastest paced environments in the world. I was working and living in Silicon Valley for about nine years. And dude, the history of tech while I was there has changed so much. When I first moved up to the Bay Area in 2012, Facebook wasn't even a public company yet. I remember I was at Google when Facebook announced their initial public offering. And I remember the the like fear on the floor with my colleagues thinking and holding our breath, like what's going to happen when they go public. And this was only nine years ago. So if you think about how crazy tech has gone over just the last nine years, yeah, it's absolutely very demanding to get to that level of growth and that level of expansion in such a short amount of time. So going back to this whole idea of hustle culture, it's this idea of, you know, technology driving this need for everyone to stay connected, for everyone to be on this need of go, 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 of having your information at your fingertips, of being efficient. For example, People nowadays don't even want to drive 
to the grocery store or to the restaurant to pick up their takeout. It's not even takeout anymore. It's delivery to your house for everything and anything possible that you can get through the phone or at the tip of your fingers. That is the level of change and what we're dealing with nowadays with technology and with this idea of wanting something to come instantly. If you think about how technology has completely revolutionized all of that from you know, your door dashes to your Amazon one day prime delivery, all of that crazy stuff. It's, we can't even sit down and be patient anymore. So of course, when we think about hustle culture and it being so fundamentally driven by technology, by this need to check your phone and check your emails and get all of these notifications that keep us plugged in all of the time, it's no wonder we're feeling really tired. It's no wonder we're feeling completely burnt out. And further, if you are working in technology and that's the culture and that's what's expected, it just breeds and fuels an even bigger flywheel of continuing to exhibit these types of behaviors. So when I think of hustle culture and I think about industrialization, the rise of new technology, modern day capitalism, all of that definitely contributes to why we're feeling this need to continuously go. And this is going to just sound like a complete rant episode. And I'm sorry, but I have to call all of this out. But the falling away of unionizations and protection of employees, because we've seen a decline from the mid 21st century or mid 20th century of unionizations. And nowadays, employees, it's not very common to be in a unionized company or unionized organization. So with that said, there's less labor protection laws, meaning the companies have even more power over their people. And when you work in very demanding and cutthroat environments where you feel like your job can be on the chopping block, then that drives the engine even more where individuals feel like they have to CYA, they have to keep up with all of the hustle, all of the emails, all of the notifications because they're afraid that they might be the next person to go. So there's just a combination of a bunch of things that is driving this hustle culture, this feeling of having to constantly achieve because maybe they don't feel that sense of job protection. There's a bunch of social issues here, guys, that I don't even need to go into, but from keeping it from a a people perspective, an HR people perspective, I'll do that because I'm not a social scientist and I don't know, probably don't know enough about all of the issues that are intertwined and making this the way it is. But like, from um, a people perspective, all of us or most of us are on some sort of at will employment, especially if you're working in the US, unless you work in a unionized organization, which is not as popular these days. But you know, if you are working at an at will employment, then there might be this extra pressure to perform to keep your job and thus feeling this need to want to keep up, wanting to keep achieving so that you can save your job because there's so few and far protections available to individuals, especially in the U.S. 
And the crazy thing is, I'm going on a complete rant here, you guys, but when I was working at this large international conglomerate firm, I was running HR for a lot of different countries. And I had to learn about how their HR processes work and how their statutory or regulatory policies are created. And the U.S. really fell behind most other industrialized and wealthy countries. There is such thing as the right to disconnect law that currently countries in the European Union are privy to, like France, Germany, and Italy, where, you know, after hours you get a disconnect. And in the UK, which I did a lot of business with, they also had a couple of things that were different. They're contractual contracts. So their employment contracts aren't at will. You have to really give them notice and it's not easy to terminate them as easy as it is in the US. And they also have limitations on working hours and how much overtime and so forth that is written into law. So there isn't as much protection here in the US. We're so (laughs) capitalistic And there's so much emphasizing on working hard and just showing up and achievement and doing all of the things that no wonder we're exhausted, no wonder we're burnt out. So I am hopeful that we'll start to see more organizations, the power to the people, maybe start to unionize so that they can protect their own rights and maybe decrease some of that pressure to achieve because constantly having to hustle and constantly having to be on call is completely exhausting. And especially when you're working in a competitive environment and in a a competitive industry where that feels like the norm, something has to shift. So that is hustle culture. And pretty sure all of you guys get where I'm coming from when I think when I revert to hustle culture. Now I want to slightly shift gears to this because there's the immigrant hustle. So you already have the hustle culture, which pretty much if you're in the US, nobody is really free from. And then now you have the immigrant hustle. So I think I heard about this term, I forgot when, but I think I first heard about it from Hasan Minhaj. He's this American comedian who has this show on Netflix called The Patriot Act. And I remember him throwing in that word. And I'm like, I've never heard of it before, but that makes so much sense. The immigrant hustle. And the premise is that for immigrants, whether you're first or second generation immigrant, there's this desire of coming to the U.S. for opportunity, for growth potential, But if you are an immigrant or come from an immigrant family, there is uneven access to resources and there's a lot of other factors. Again, not a social psychologist, but I'm just calling out the basics here about the differences that different groups get in terms of access to resources or education or socioeconomic status, in addition to the culture and the language barriers. So that's something that immigrants or people who come from immigrant families have to combat when they come to the U.S. And it's a different type of hustle. It's this idea, and I speak from being a second generation and seeing my parents and what they've gone through in the span of a generation to provide 
resources and better opportunities for myself and my brother. But when you come from an immigrant family or you're an underrepresented individual, the immigrant hustle embeds and flows into the mindset of like trying to prove your place in a new country, in a new land, trying to justify yourself, maybe feeling pressure of having to make it because your family came from a different country. So the immigrant hustle might also bring in these feelings for first and second generations of potentially feeling guilt about what your family back in the motherland had to go through and then feeling this sense of privilege of being in the U.S. or in a new land with new access to opportunities. Thus, they add on this additional layer of wanting to work hard because partially coming from like overcompensating for the guilt or overcompensating for the privilege of being given that opportunity. And come with that, it comes this desire for like trying to upwardly mobilize. And with that, it might mean like just taking the lower paying jobs because you have to start somewhere and that makes sense, right? It's like that whole idea of the American dream where they come to the country and they can be anybody that they want to be and they have access to that opportunity, but it does take work in getting there and it does take a bit of hustle to getting there. So with that said, it's hard for me to not address the model minority stereotype that has been starting to get a little bit more visibility because that goes directly hand in hand with the model minority myth. Um, let's talk a little bit about that because as an Asian American woman, very familiar with this myth and hoping to bring a little bit more visibility about it. But this idea that Asian Americans are the quote model minority end quote, it adds a lot of, well, first off, it's, it's internalized discrimination because that term pits minorities against each other. I have a whole blog post about this if you want to hear my thoughts on it, but um, it's essentially an internalized discrimination because it, if there's, <laughs> it's too hard for me to explain it here about like what it is. Um, I'll let you guys do your own research about the model minority myth. Um, but that notion of Asians being this like upheld minority group it adds a lot of internal pressure to the groups itself. This pressure to succeed, this pressure to save face, to not ask for help when needed, because there's this additional expectation of them, which is not only unfair, but it's also completely like flat out wrong. So there's a lot of nuance to saying like that hustle culture is bad. And I know lately there's been a lot of different news articles just saying we should ban hustle culture and that it's bad and that we shouldn't, you know, succumb to it. But I think when individuals say that, they have to take into consideration, well, their own privilege of being able to say that because for some individuals who identify with being first or second generations and are really here to pave a new path in the US, 
they may or may not have the ability to completely free themselves from that mentality to the extent that the people on the other side are able to because they're operating from a place of needing to do that work to be able to move upwards within society. So a quick nuance about why we can't just throw blanket terms like hustle culture is bad and just cancel it out without understanding the chain of implications because, you know, for the immigrants and the immigrant hustle that they face, like, yeah, it's, it does serve them. Like, if you think about the the history of the U.S. and how many immigrants have been able to successfully create companies and move up, it's because of this desire to achieve the American dream. It's because of that desire to work hard and make it happen. So I want to move us away from this black and white thinking that, you know, hustle culture is either, hustle culture and the immigrant hustle is either good or bad, right or wrong, but really just acknowledging that sometimes the ends justify the means and maybe it's it does have its own benefit and it does have its own worth, but it does come with a cost. And that cost is something that we need to be more conscious and aware of. Like what is the true cost of pushing and hustling and working so hard, of constantly feeling this need to be on, of having this guilt and pressure from your family to succeed because of all the sacrifices that they made. Those are all thoughts that will have certain consequences and costs if they haven't been sufficiently managed. And it can certainly keep individuals in this boxed in and caged in belief system if they feel like they have to work you know, 90 hours a week in order to make ends meet, or if they feel like they have no other option and they have to accept the crumbs of work. The concept is just so nuanced that I don't think I could go into it deeply enough, but my main message is that we can break those types of thoughts and that feeling or the systems of oppressive thinking where we feel like we have to operate in scarce thoughts because it's those fear-based thoughts of scarcity that ends up perpetuating this belief of having to stay where they are in their situation and it keeps them from being able to more upwardly mobilize. And I'm talking about the whole immigrant hustle piece. So there are new thoughts that need to be embedded to be able to break out of that chain and break out of that thinking. So with all of these things, just kind of going back to the whole idea of immigrant hustle and the hustle culture, you know, it's it's definitely a very complex topic, but Bottom line is that you can free yourself from the thinking that it's not an either or, it's not a, a belief that you have to have a job that pays well that you hate or have a low paying job that you love. It's not this dichotomy, but you can actually have both. You know, you it's not you have to either work hard by putting in 100 hours and getting recognized or I'll be considered a slacker. Like you can have what you want, 
you can have a job that you love that pays well and you can work hard with fewer hours and still be really great at your job but it's the the thoughts that we have to really analyze behind it and see if they're actually true or not so You'll need to consciously, especially it's even harder in a society that's like gearing one way of like wanting to work hard and wanting to hustle and having to feel that piece of pressure because that shows that you're on the right track, right? Being able to consciously rewrite your thoughts and move into another direction and getting out of the dualities and out of the paradigms that tell you you have to work really hard otherwise your job will be on the line like even me saying that out loud can feel so like strongly opposing to some people but it's like that's the belief that we've all really internalized and it's just the thought work that has to come with it of like asking ourselves what if we didn't have to suffer so hard to make money? What if we didn't have to suffer so much to go after the things that we want? And it's that ability to question those thoughts and start doing the work behind it so that you can not hustle so hard and be burnt out, but being able to really wrangle with the thoughts behind what's really driving the action. So you can certainly have it all, It takes work, a different type of work. It takes mindset work to train your mind, especially if you've come from a marginalized community or an immigrant background where that is the norm. But being able to pull yourself out of that system and question what are some of the things that I want to break and want to challenge with the existing belief systems that are out there. So some food for thought there. Because if you're an immigrant and you want to make your waves upwards, keep that hard work mentality, but see if you can add new liberating thoughts to being able to expand that growth even faster. We've seen it done many, many times with immigrant founders who come and completely change the trajectory of their family line. We've heard of those rags to riches stories. But if anybody is still playing up against and hitting a wall against that path forward, then that's when you know you need to start really dissecting those thoughts that are behind the actions that are really holding you back. As Einstein says, you can't solve problems with the same level of thinking that created them. And this applies in the exact same way. So to be able to get ourselves out of that whole hamster wheel of belief, it takes new thoughts and it takes new programming and it takes a new perspective in doing so. And I'm here. If you are resonating with this message and if you're wanting to pull yourself out of the hustle without feeling like you're straining your performance, without feeling that sense of guilt and that sense of pressure. It's all possible. We just have to train our minds. So that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you in the next one. 
thanks for joining me today. If you are loving what you're hearing, there are a few ways you can work with me. Head to www.michellekyou.com to learn more about my coaching services or follow me on Instagram at mkyucoaching for more career, leadership, and business content.